0: DigitalMoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest. You have enough to worry about. Let us help you set it up, and you'll be extremely happy with our service. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Hodges, host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a very interesting and perhaps life saving segment for you here on The Common Sense Show tonight. We are going to be joined by a federal law enforcement official, not to be named, and he is going to share observations regarding active shooting. And we'll get into some things about do's and don'ts. And people that hear this may actually enhance their ability to survive such an event. In the aftermath of recent events, most notably the El Paso shooting at Walmart, this is certainly a timely interview but before we go to our guest i need to say that we are brought to you by two sponsors two two groups make this show possible one is our noble gold ira people and i absolutely love these guys because they get you largely outside of the system i don't want you to get caught like my mom's family did where they lost everything in the depression and they went from riches to rags don't go through that don't keep more than working amount of capital in your bank account and you need to diversify. Well, Noble Gold is a good way to do it. Give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Make sure you tell them. Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show told you to call. We're also brought to you by com and my good friend Bob Griswold. I call him King Prepper because just about anything that you need on the high-end items like night vision and water filtration on the low end of items He has it all. In fact, he'll finance the high-end things. And he does one thing that I know that most people in prepping don't do. He'll give you free consultation. He'll ask you a few questions. He'll see where you're at. And he'll make some recommendations to you. The most low-pressure guy I know is Bob Griswold. Go to ReadyMadeResources.com. Look at the plethora of items he has on sale. And then give him a call at the number that's on the screen. Again, that's ReadyMadeResources.com. Well, we have this uh, almost anonymous federal law enforcement official, because you're going to hear him, so he's not totally anonymous. And we're going to go through active shooting protocols and what we know about them from a perspective of federal law enforcement. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm glad you could be with us
1: thank you, sir. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm doing pretty good. Um, In the aftermath of all the nonsense that's going on, and you realize you go to any kind of public venue, public event, that this can happen. And my wife and I are attending a concert later in the month, and, you know, this is entering my mind. And, uh, of course, they have to frisk everybody coming in, so people can't have guns that you might need to defend yourself. So, yeah, this causes me great concern. I'm glad you could come on and talk to us about this event where would you where do you think we should start what's the entry point into this discussion
1: well the overall ending point of the active shooter awareness uh, training that we're fixing to go through is to just get people into the mindset of having situational awareness being prepared for any type of incident even though what we're going to talk about is active shooter, this can really correlate to anything. A disaster, uh, home invasion, uh, kidnapping, this can really go into a lot of different aspects, but we're going to focus right now on active shooter and what we in federal law, law enforcement do our best to brief uh, civilians with. Uh, today I have a PowerPoint that I usually use whenever I'm giving these classes and i'm just going to go off the powerpoint and if there's any questions along the way please feel free to stop me and ask and uh if you don't mind we can get started
0: okay let's go to it
1: okay so today's discussion we're going to talk about previous active shooter incident evolution of police response police response tactics how to react to an active shooter uh facility lockdown procedures if that relates to you what to do when law enforcement arrives make a plan and practice it and difference between a soft and hard target and a new section that i add on it to was the uh, who what when where why and how of an active shooter okay so we're first going to go over a uh a couple of incidents that have already happened prior to set a baseline suddenly sutherland, sutherland springs First Baptist Church. November 5th, 2017, at approximately 1120 a.m. at Sutherland Springs, Texas, suspect David Patrick Kelly, age 26, walked into the church and killed 26 men, women, and children to include an unborn child. Ages of the victims were 18 months old to 77 years old. The suspect used a Ruger AR-556, a Glock 9mm, and a Ruger 22 were found in Kelly's vehicle. He also wounded 20. Kelly wore a ballistic vest and black tactical gear. Reloaded several times, 15 magazines with 30 rounds each. Shot twice by a civilian and died from his injuries. Officials say, shooting was related to a domestic situation. Now this individual was a prior Air Force. He had some mental health issues. And whenever he first walked in the church and started shooting at people who were sitting in the pews, it took, I think, 30 seconds to a minute for the man next door's daughter to wake him up, who was an NRA rifle instructor. He had to go to his safe unlock his safe grab his weapon load his weapon charge his weapon come outside and engage kelly he started engaging him and kelly immediately withdrew evaded was hit twice and drove away and died of his wounds now a particular part of this incident is that a civilian was the first responder who came and put an end to the killing One thing we always preach is the best medicine for an active shooter is to kill the shooter. The shooting has to stop for medicine to start. Luckily, thank God, there was a man right next door who was able to immediately go there and engage. All right, so next one, Burnett Chapel Church of Christ, September 24th, 2017, Nashville, Tennessee, suspect Emmanuel Cadega Sampson, age 25, used a 40 caliber pistol, had an AR 15 and 22 caliber pistol found in Sampson's vehicle. It killed one woman and injured six others. Entered the church with two pistols and indiscriminately shot everyone. Danny Carter, a congregant at the church, described the scene it was just major chaos i didn't see the shooter until he came through the door i basically hollered for people to get down and at that point the shooter was basically the only one up and moving until mr engel the church usher hailed as a hero saw him and confronted him samson told police that he had attended the church but not recently it was described as being nice and polite the usher was pistol whipped by samson who accidentally shot himself, but gave the usher time to run out to his car and retrieve his pistol. The usher held Samson at gunpoint until the police arrived. Now imagine this, sitting in a pew, and you have someone who kicks in the door and starts shooting. I know some churches have security teams. Some churches are okay with you conceal carrying in there. And I know some churches absolutely afford anyone bringing a weapon into the worship place but you have to understand that you create a soft target and what a common theme that we see with a lot of these shooters is they will go and do reconnaissance on their targets before they decide to hit them and they will see what days are the most populated where the security what are they paying attention to and how easily can I get in and do as much killing as possible as fast as possible? Because every active shooter is on a time limit. The moment the shooting starts, they know they have only a matter of time until law enforcement arrives. The Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, June 17, 2015, Charleston, South Carolina. Suspect Dylan Roof, age twenty one, used a Glock forty one, a forty five caliber pistol with eight loaded magazines, killed nine during Bible study. Dylan Roof was a self-proclaimed white supremacist and was hoping to start a race war with this shooting. So far after these first three shootings that I've gone over, We've all noticed a similar thing. They're using semi-automatic weapons with multiple magazines. That proves to me the intent that they didn't come there to talk. It's not a cry for help. They came there with the intent to murder as many people as possible. And they brought as much ammunition as they possibly could. Columbine High School, April 20th, 1999. Littleton, Colorado. Are you familiar with this one, Dave?
0: I did my student teaching at Columbine. Yes.
1: yeah Suspects Harris and Klebold killed 13, wounded 24. Both suspects planned to and committed suicide at the end of it. Now, this is the one shooting that changed law enforcement response across the nation, and uh, we'll get into that here in just a bit. All right, Fort Hood, Texas shooting, November 5th, 2009. Fort Hood Army Base, suspect Nadal Malik Hassan, an Army major, I believe he was a psychologist. Killed 13, wounded 43, shooting in and around a base soldier readiness center. Now the soldier readiness center is the area where soldiers will go to for a pre-deployment. That's where they gather all their gear, they gather all their manpower, and they wait to deploy from that area. Normally you'll have family members there it's a very laid back atmosphere and, uh, people who are excited, you know, we're getting deployed. We're getting to go off to someplace else. And it's not something you would suspect this to happen. Hassan used a FN 5.7 pistol and reloaded numerous times, wounded by two police officers employing the IARD active shooter tactics. all right so the evolution of police response pre-columbine high school conventional response the police would establish a perimeter and call for swat post-columbine high school unconventional response the iard stands for immediate action rapid deployment so what that means dave is if there's an active shooter we get that call it takes us a certain amount of time to get the call confirm the call We go code three, we start heading that direction and we don't wait for SWAT. We don't start a perimeter. We immediately go and we engage the threat and we try our best to get it done as fast as possible. Police response tactics. Until proven otherwise, any unauthorized intruder inside a building will be considered armed, dangerous, and capable of initiating and conducting a plan that includes the mass murder of innocent people. Law enforcement personnel will enter the building and quickly establish close contact with the intruder. This reduces the potential for mass killing. That means as soon as police arrive, the best thing you can do is to get out of the way Point to me the direction of where the killer is, and if you can, give me an accurate description. One way or the other, we'll know if the gunshots are still going off, we're running to that direction. So how do I respond to an active shooter as a civilian? Your location and location of the incident dictate your action. You can evacuate, if you do plan to evacuate, have an escape route and a plan in mind. Leave your belongings behind and keep your hands raised. There are too many times during training scenarios when we do this with other counterparts of the government and we do an evacuation procedure and people take their time, they gather up their belongings, gather their purses and their backpacks, make sure they unplug their cell phones and they calmly walk outside the building. That is not how you evacuate. To evacuate means to dang near run for your life and keeping your hands raised. There's an issue why we say keep your hands raised. And law enforcement, we know that people kill with their hands. So the fact that you can show me your hands
0: with dave.com that's water with save eighty dollars for a short time and palms
1: up fingers spread shows to me that you have no criminal intent as i pass by you now you can also do a lockdown or a shelter in place this happens for most libraries government office buildings uh corporate buildings schools hospitals etc Hide in an area out of the shooter's view, block entry to your hiding place, and lock the doors if possible. Now, there are plenty of different ways to lock a door, and that's something that you can always research on your own. Uh, but barricading is the best way. Getting as many sources of objects and material in front of that door as possible. You also need to know which way the door opens up. That helps and uh, securing the door, turning out the lights and being quickly, or being calm and quiet and silencing all cell phones.
0: by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: The other course is to take action. Act with aggression and attempt to incapacitate the shooter. Fight the shooter if you must. Rush with lots of people. Throw things or use improvised weapons to take the shooter to the ground. Use a firearm to stop the shooter if someone with a firearm is present now according to local state and federal laws and regulations there are a bunch of areas where you cannot lawfully carry a concealed pistol so these are things you have to take in consideration whenever you're going to any type of venue when you're going to a hospital to a doctor's appointment uh going to pick your child up from school these are things that you have to consider i always carry a pocket knife with me there are still places where you can't carry weapons into like a courthouse Typically, your courthouses are very well protected. Uh, but for the most part, every place else, you're rolling the dike. Try and get into a Major League Baseball game or to a, a NFL game, having any type of uh, weapons or a backpack with any type of supplies on you. It's very rare that you can. It's the same thing with trying to get on some cruise boats or trying to get on a plane through the airport. There's very, very limited items that you can bring with you so like I said that's chances where you have to roll the dice I've trained with the Israeli special forces and watched many many of their active shooter videos and how they respond now in every couple years they're having to advance their procedures and change procedures as to how to respond to an active terrorism state and you we were given videos of there would be a man show up out in a street market start open up fire with a AK-47 or subver- sub-variant type of rifle, and people ran and fled. And over the period of years of watching in the almost exact same area, you saw where people were fleeing, then people were coming in groups and attacking with brooms, hatchets, machetes, running them over with cars. And what was very impressive to point out was before people were actually fighting the shooter the mass killing was almost a 90 percent they were very the shooter was very capable of hitting their targets and causing a massive uh, murder area after civilians started responding that number of people who were killed dramatically dropped so what does that tell you but what that tells me is that there is safety and and power in numbers and that if you quickly flood a subject you will stop most actions from happening if you run if you try to flee and nobody stops the shooter he can pull or he or she can pull on that trigger until somebody pulls the trigger back at them. if caught in an open area use your judgment Seek cover and concealment and know the difference in both. Cover is something that you can hide behind that should stop most bullets. That can be a concrete brick masonry wall. It could be a thick tree or a foam pole. It could be a, a large vehicle or trailer. Uh, concealment is a bush. Concealment is not cover. Concealment will merely hide you from the shooter for a moment of time but a shot at will not stop of the bullet so you have to know the difference between cover and concealment and that's not just in the outside of a building that's on the inside of the building as well most of our walls and our homes or in most business offices are made out of sheetrock and two by fours and a bullet will pass straight through them so you have to know where is cover and where is concealment Use whatever is available to obscure you from the shooter. Walls, trees, poles, buildings, fencing, containers, large trash cans. Hide behind something capable of stopping a bullet, like the masonry or brick wall, engine block of a car. Unless you're in imminent danger, if in lockdown, do not attempt to evacuate without instructions from law enforcement personnel. You may think that you have the chance to evacuate and flee from it, that area and that's when you find that there's multiple shooters and the multiple shooter phenomena is coming it's been happening in europe and what normally happens in israel and europe always finds its way to america so it's not going to be long before we start seeing multiple shooters like the san bernardino and have a working knowledge of your of your facility know your exits and evacuation routes If you are sitting at your office every day and you don't know all your evacuation routes and exits, then shame on you. Because if there's a fire, if there's any type of need to evacuate that building in general and you don't know where they are, you're gonna funnel yourself into a large area where people are gonna be stuck trying to exit out of the door one at a time. So lockdown procedures. If the shooter is outside the building, turn off light, Lock windows and doors, close curtains and shades. Stay out of the view of doors with windows. Lay down on the floor below window line. The reason why we say lay down on the floor below window line is that the average man is 5'10", and he raises his arm with a pistol in there and just indiscriminately starts shooting into a wall. Then if you're at least below waist height, you should not be able to be hit by that bullet. Now, bullets ricochet and bounce off things, and we can't prevent everything. But if you try to just merely duck, you could still be within the path of that bullet. Down 911, give your location and follow direction. During a situation of an active shooter and people start to call 911, 911 for that local area will be flooded. So anyone that gets on the phone with 911 is normally gonna be asked by the operator or the officer that's there to stay on the phone and give constant updates. And so make sure that you do that. Move to a central secure area only when it's safe. If the shooter tries to break into the room you're in, leave the room through an alternate exit, another door or through the wall or ceiling or window if available, if not, fight the shooter at least give yourself a fighting chance. Stay in your area until you receive an all clear signal from recognized authority. Follow directions of recognized police and security and fire personnel. So facility lockdown procedures, lock doors, use signals and or codes. There's a lot of places where if there's an active shooter, everyone gets a text message, hey, there's an active shooter. Uh, or there'll be a phone call or an email sent out. Go to the safe area if there is one. Do not open a door until police arrive. And if someone comes to the door, rapping on the door saying, I'm a cop, let me in, challenge them. Say, show me a badge, show me a, a police patch, show me your credentials, slide it underneath the door, challenge them. As law enforcement, we welcome that. Communicate with each other and the police. Inform first responders on who is injured and what the injuries are. Render medical aid if applicable to those injured. Now that doesn't mean police render aid to those that are injured. Our job, and this is hard for a lot of people to understand, is not to render aid when there's an active threat. If there's an active threat or an active killing going on, I know this sounds bad, and you're laying on the ground bleeding out, I'm going to step over you. I'm going to go past you. If you grab my shirt or my pants, I'm going to keep going to go and stop the threat. That's the best medicine that we have is stopping the killing. Normally after we stop the threat and we announce an all clear, fire and EMS will be right behind us. But this also behooves of one to have medical training to keep some sort of life-saving medical supplies on hand and to train with such equipment. When law enforcement arrives, remain calm and follow instructions. Keep hands raised and spread your fingers. Do not grab officers or make sudden movements. Listen, they will be giving instructions. Proceed to the exit directed. If injured, ambulatory aid will be given outside. Give details of shooter or shooters to the officers. Try to remember and advise officers of the description, numbers, shooters, and victims and weapons. I remember the San Bernardino and reviewing that case. Whenever it first came out, I remember that there were multiple description. The first one that uh, there was three large NFL linebacker sized guys with gun and all black tactical gear. And then there was one man in all black tactical gear with a gun. And then there was a female with a gun. And then come to find out, it's a husband and wife with guns. So giving an active description and knowing where the shooters are could be very paramount for the police as they arrive. Develop an emergency plan. This is good for anybody, for your family, for a home invasion, a natural disaster, for an active shooter at the workplace, or workplace violence, or an active shooter while you go to Disney World. Develop some sort of emerg- emergency plan. Make sure when you go to an area, you know your exits, you know your entrances, you know where people are gonna be funneled. It doesn't take very long to stop what you're doing and watch the flow of foot traffic. If I had to leave, where are people going to immediately swarm and where am i going to be stuck in also if you get separated have a plan as to where to meet back up at these are things that doesn't take very long it's easy to rehearse and i i implore people rehearse them rehearse them monthly if you have to but you have to develop a plan and you have to practice that plan All right, so we're going to get into the difference between a soft and a hard target. Uh, Before I do that, Dave, do you have any questions?
0: Well, I heard you talk about run, hide, and engage. Do you have any suggestions on engagement, how to engage? I mean, I imagine you have to look for blunt instruments, for example, as weapons of opportunity. What can you share about this?
1: So there was a video in Europe, of a Islamic terrorist who walked into a grocery store and the moment he walked in he already had his AK-47 out with a backpack with multiple magazines. His first shot, the weapon jammed. If you watch the video and start the clock it was at least 8 to 10 seconds before that uh, terrorist was able to clear the jam and continue to fire. His weapon then jammed again. At this point in time, if you stop and freeze the frame, there are multiple people around him who, if given the moment they could have rushed, knocked the individual down, separated him from the weapon, and nothing would have happened past that. Most of these active killers are cowards. They're there to prey upon the weak and the people who are available to be shot. That's what we call target availability. Most of them don't have very good training, if any training at all. They have very little training with their weapons. And even though they're there to ambush you, they're not expecting to be ambushed back. So I always suggest a crowd, hit them with everything you have, throw everything at them that you can, distract them, blind their eyes, do anything you can, knock them down, swarm them, jump on top of them. Have you ever seen one dog try to fight it? you know, uh, a bear or a cougar, whatever the animal may be. Well, the moment they get charged, they run. But when there's a pack, bravery starts. People are no different. People are brave in packs. That's why our protests continue to get more violent and more violent. Because with numbers, there's safety and security and bravery. It's no different if you get a surprised ambush from an active shooter.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: If there is a 100-foot difference between you and that shooter, a dead sprint towards them is probably not a good idea. So this situation is always going to be based off of your proximity from the shooter. If you're within close proximity of the shooter, do whatever you can. You're probably not gonna be able to run, but you can give yourself a fighting chance. And in the same video I'm talking about, four or five people pleading for their lives, laying down on the ground, shot multiple times. Just think what could have happened if the people who were right behind him, running out of the door within a three to four feet of the shooter would have grabbed him behind the neck and just thrown them to the ground. That could have gave everyone a fighting chance.
0: That's so something you give meant. Give
1: yourself that fighting chance.
0: I was going to say uh, that you have to absolutely have some mental preparation to do that though Uh, the research i've read on this is when you're involved in a situation like this temporary cognitive dissonance sets in and it takes people anywhere between 10 and 20 seconds depending on how uh, severe the event is and the person's makeup psychologically to effectively respond i mean people are caught like a deer in the headlight do you agree with that
1: yeah this is true that's Yes, and we have what's called auditory and visual exclusion. You get the tunnel vision. There's certain things that you hear, certain things that you cannot hear at all. Uh, during a use of force review for police officers, it's almost every time there's a shooting or some sort of a, uh, a assault is in progress and we're involved. After that, you review, well, what did you see and what did you not see? Well, I got tunnel vision. I focused right in on the threat. That's because their training took in or took over so this is one thing where i agree with a, a uh, youtuber named colin the keep america tactical train you yourself are a, a martial arts expert it helps to train and put your body in that mindset now granted not everybody is going to do it some people really are just sheeple they want to just graze on the pasture of life and they want to ignore all bad things around them And they believe that the law enforcement will be quickly there to stop any threat. On the contrary, typically law enforcement is between three, five and 10 minutes away from getting to you In any type of active shooter or assault. The actual first responder is the victim. I'm more or less the second responder fire departments, the third responder. So it would be who of oneself to get, yourself in a mental preparation by taking martial arts classes. Uh, You can, you can simply pick the brain of any infantryman or any police officer. What would you do in this situation? Can you help me train and prepare for this situation? And you have to be willing and able to defend yourself and know that your life is on the line. And, you know, they always talk about, what's built into us internally is the run hide fight or the fight or flight uh instinct some people will freeze some people will immediately fight i can't answer that for everybody that's a personal decision that you have to answer for yourself but i can tell you this training and preparation will get you ready for it physical exercise will help keep your blood pressure down Keep your mental state of mind and keep you focused during any type of heightened event. That's the best preparation that you have.
0: Okay, well, that's very well stated. Um, we are uh, more than halfway through, so I need to slip in this quick break. Um, we're brought to you by for the rest of this particular segment noble golds ira program you've heard me talk about it you've heard me talk about how it gets you out of the system how it's appreciating and value that they've had some really good gains you owe it to yourself to check it out 87-646-5347. also want to tell you about preparewithdave.com We're offering something now that we haven't done much of before, and that's two-week food supplies. Why? Because people are telling us they can't afford to get to the six months, to the one year that FEMA and DHS have told us. On the record, you need to have. But the two weeks will get you through some immediate crises. At least there's some buffer between you and desperation. And right now they're offering it at 50% off. Go to preparewithdave.com. Well, we're talking with a federal law enforcement, enforcement official who prefers to remain nameless at this point and we're going through actor active shooter training active shooting training I should say and how people should respond as well as some characteristics that underlie many of these situations so let me throw it back to you we've got about 20 minutes left but if we are at an incomplete point at the end of this segment you know we'll take our top of the hour break and we can continue after the top of the hour so let me just throw it back to you and where are we going to go next
1: yes sir now we're going to talk about the difference between a soft and a hard target all right so a soft target a soft target is a person who due to their action and or lack of appropriate protective measures is at the mercy of existing risks and thus represents an easy target we call this the sheep mindset what does that mean to you in the sheep mindset, Dave? Uh,
0: that uh, the sheep mindset are people that are sheep. I mean, they're, they don't know how to respond, and they won't stand up for themselves, and they literally become immobilized in the face of a crisis.
1: Exactly. To me, this means a person who is unwilling to understand or comprehend the nature of the true world around us and refusing to arm themselves or prepare they believe nothing bad will ever happen to them, mentally unprepared to make a life-saving decision. Soft target example areas are parking lots, schools, malls, theaters, playgrounds, places of worship, nursing home, hospitals, etc. This list can just keep growing and growing. Everyone listening, ask yourself, are you a soft target? Take a step back and be honest with yourself. So the difference between a soft target and a hard target. A hard target is a person who due to their actions and or appropriate protective measures is able to minimize existing risks and thus most likely represents an unattractive target. A place that is guarded or is considered security or a person who is hypervigilant and has 360 degrees or what we now call 540 degrees of situational awareness. Not only am I looking in all directions around me, but I'm looking close to me and I'm looking far off as well. Someone that has the winning mindset when it comes to a fight and is prepared mentally to do whatever it takes to stop the threat. It requires a shift in mindset. This is not a state of paranoia, but an internal recalibration. Someone who is trained for the day the hungry wolves walk into the sanctuary. What is the difference between the wolf and the sheep? What is the re- importance of having the sheep dog or the wolf hunter? Nowadays we have people who are willing to let police and, or law enforcement in general, take care of all their problems. I have a home invader. I go and hide. Now I just let that person in my home. I'm out on the street and I start to get robbed and instead of taking an action, I just allow it to happen. And I hope, that law enforcement arrives on time. Well, let me explain this to people. Hope is not a good plan. Hope never saved anybody being prepared and having the mindset to save yourself is the only way you will survive any of these situations. All right. So we're going to now, talk about the who what where when why and how of an active shooter so the who who are active shooters an active shooter is an individual who possesses an intent to kill as many people possible in a very short time span that's the FBI definition they have a very short time for this act of mass murder to occur what is an active shooter The FBI definition says an active shooter is an individual actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. We have recently seen in the headlines, El Paso, Ohio, California, Las Vegas, you name it, Mississippi, Walmart. These events continue to occur with more frequency. And I promise you, as you listen to my voice, the closer we get to the 2020 elections, there's a high chance that this will continue to grow and there is no stopping this phenomenon so when there has been over 275 or more active shooters in America since 2000 there has been 251 mass shooting in 2019 a mass shooting is defined as an event where four or more people are killed or injured not including the gunman there's a difference between active shooters and mass shootings mass shootings are what happens in Chicago mass shooting is normally your gang violent domestic disputes etc workplace violence active shooters are what mainstream media and politicians use to their advantages now being that I work for the government when I say something like that it's always frowned upon but no matter what you, can deny, you cannot deny the truth in that statement. With a mass shooting, like let's say what happens in Chicago, it's never heard on the headlines. And because it's never heard on the headlines, we don't get the phenomena of the copycat killer. But with active shooters that are broadcasted across the mainstream media for days, and it takes the headlines over, you will then have a high probability within a matter of days of a copycat killer. So where do active shooters occur? Active shooters occur in the place you feel the safest, at church, at school or college, at the workplace, in a grocery store, an outdoor venue or concert, even on a military base. However, they they never seem to happen at an NRA rally, a gun store, on a gun range, on a cruise, in a plane, They never seem to occur where there's a high visible presence of law enforcement and security where they can't get past magnetometers and x-rays. It's always in the place where you feel the safest where you'll see the sign, no guns allowed. Why don't they happen in these places? Well, that answer is pretty obvious. There's a chance for resistance and they won't be successful. Every active shooter, has an intent in mind to kill as many people as possible and to get as much quick fame and headline press as possible why do active shooters choose their locations and targets let's talk about target availability if you wanted to inflict the most injuries possible where would you go and how would you do it with your current budget and knowledge Where do we keep our most valuable treasures? In schools, where the security is almost nothing. A terrorist overseas was quoted saying that it's easier to kill children in a school than to rob a jewelry store in America. That's a very true statement, and it's a very sad statement that we take our most precious things in life completely for granted when we drop them off at daycare, when we drop them off at the school, In very little times is there a available SRO a school resource officer or any type of security now one thing that's interesting is that you don't see very many active shooters in the highly populated cities in the downtown school districts where there is availability for the school resource officer where there is availability for the walkthrough magnetometer where the kids have to wear a see-through backpack and they're in a uniform most of the time, it's in your suburban schools. <clears throat> the mindset of the shooter. So, Anders Brevik killed 77 people in 2011 in Norway's worst mass shooting. In his trial, he told the court that he named his rifle Gungir after Odin's magical spear and his handgun Mjolnir for Thor's hammer. He was quoted saying there are few things in the world more pathetic than the Jesus figure and his message and I've always despised the weakness and the internationalism that the church represents one thing that you'll notice growing more and more is that places of worship are being targeted more frequently and there's a reason for that I personally believe because there's nothing that the evilness in this world fears more than the name of Jesus. And their followers and the demented people who follow them want to inflict as much damage and mayhem as possible on the body of Christ. There are hundreds of examples of this kind of thought process from active shooters. They primarily are driven by the religious extremism or hatred for a religion, Bigotry or racism, radical political ideologies, or they have, or they believe in an end-time scenario that they want to escape from by killing people, in order to be killed themselves by law enforcement, or as we say, suicide by cop. Let us not forget the copycat killers. This is a phenomenon that always seems to occur after a mass shooting. That gets a lot of media attention, and typically that person tries to imitate the previous killing, and intends to have a higher kill rate. Also on the Y is the ease of entrance for the shooter and the lack of egress for the victims. The shooters will sometimes conduct reconnaissance on their targets and plan the best for a surprise attack in order to ambush their victims and catch them off guard. They understand that they have a very short time until law enforcement is made aware of the incident and then respond to it. let's talk about the how. How do we protect ourselves during or attempt to prevent the next active shooter? Situational awareness and carrying a firearm is paramount. This may seem simple, but there are very many locations or local, state, and federal laws that prohibit us from lawfully carrying a firearm into a certain establishment. I would press upon the people to always obey posted signs and laws.
0: MyDigitalMoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest. You have enough to worry about. Let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service.
1: If you're going to carry a pistol please be legal. Have your concealed carry permit and have the proper license. Know what states you can carry in and what states you can't. Before you get out of your car observe your surroundings. Look for people who are looking at you you'll be surprised at how many others are paying attention to you. When you get out of your car, look in 360 degrees around your car and look as far as you can see in the parking lot. Just a quick scan and assessment. As you walk to your destination, continue to look side to side and behind you. Stay off your phone and keep walking with a purpose. This can help prevent being viewed as a soft target and possibly help prevent being kidnapped as well once in a store get in and get out but you need to understand where people can and will be funneled into the event of a panic where are my exits is there security personnel already in here can i lawfully carry in here does this establishment give me the fighting chance to defend myself and others in a life or death active murder every day you continue to go to these establishments you continue to roll the dice My personal beliefs, and this is just me, are that if there's a sign that says no gun, they don't get my business. Now, there are times when even I have to roll the dice, and trust me, it sucks, but I'm extra vigilant in those places, and I normally carry a knife if I can. Carry some some emergency medical supplies with you, either on your person or in your car. I stress very much to carry multiple tourniquets at least one on your person and at least two in your vehicle or go bag remember this little ditty in regards to tourniquet one for me and one for thee the tourniquet on your person is yours if you get injured it is up to you to put that tourniquet on your person or to be able to give that tourniquet to another person so they can put it on you If you can use the tourniquet on your person to save someone else, then obviously do it. But just like how we don't carry single shot pistols, I carry enough bullets for whatever the situation is. I try to also carry multiple tourniquets. If you don't believe me, review the Boston bombing marathon if you need any more convincing. So in short, be armed when possible. Always keep a high situational alertness, Know your destination and don't dilly-dally. Understand self-aid and buddy aid medical procedures and most importantly, train, constantly train. If you have a firearm, train proficiently with it and understand that weapon in and out. Understand how to clear malfunction, understand how to do magazine insert and use medical training. There are many venues that you that can give you that medical training and some very good videos of how to treat casualties on YouTube. Have a plan, practice your plan, and when it hits the fan, execute your plan. That's it, Dave.
0: <clears throat> why do you think that, well, why do you expect more false flags to occur? Excuse me, not false flags. Let me retract that. More active shooting to occur before the 2020 election
1: well statistically if you look at it every year there are more active shooters so since every year there are more active shooters i expect there to be more active shooters a lot of this is politically driven with people who are mentally unstable they see the government or the current president either him be democrat or Republican as a threat and the people who support him to be a threat. Nowadays, you have a lot of congressmen and a lot of uh, high-ranking officials, social media stars and movie stars declaring a certain kind of person to be the true threat of America. Currently, we hear this nonsense that white males are the threat, that conservatives are the threat that Christians are the threat. The Second Amendment supporters are the threat that we people who cling to our Bible and our guns are the true threat of America. America as we know it is being radically changed. As a former president said, he was going to change this country. It's happening. People are coming out of the woodwork thinking it's more acceptable like those in Antifa to continuously harass and assault anyone who doesn't agree with their political ideologies Antifa just recently had an individual who decided to go and attack an uh, immigration uh, and customs building
0: yes, I remember where that. they
1: had detainees at yeah. thankfully for the local police officers there in Tacoma, he was put down pretty quickly, but I expect this to continue whenever we have congresswomen and men who continue to push that ice is the enemy and DHS is the enemy mm-hmm. and that we're coming to take your gun ladies and gentlemen 95% of DHS are veterans actually President Obama was the one who put that order to hire veterans if you don't see the pattern the political elite want every American black white Asian Hispanic Indian gay, straight, Catholic, Jew, they want every one of us to do our best to come against each other, yes. to form our own problems with each other. That's right. And they will spin every single attack and every single racial profile, every single arrest a cop makes is racist now. But it's acceptable for you to go out and assault police officers. And yeah. it's acceptable now in our present day for our political leaders that we elected to almost demand assault on the opposite party
0: and against law enforcement we are flat out of time we're right up against effect we're over so i want to thank you for coming on and i'm going to ask you to come back as events merit and i want to thank you very much for joining us thank you dave